When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steeler Nation, we are back on the one and only The Sick Podcast, Steeler Crazy. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It is just me today because Mike is enjoying some R&R in North Carolina. Hope that he's doing well. He'll be back next week with us. But we have a very special guest. But before we get to her, I want to give a special thanks to our partners this year. And that is Steel City Wheelhouse, where the bar is set. Tires for all cars, trucks, you name it, they have it. Purchase them on SteelCityWheelhouse.com and financing is available. You know, we talked about it before. Our guy number 30 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jalen Warren, gets all his custom auto work done there. So make sure you go see them guys down there at Steel City Wheelhouse where the bar is set. And uh, I actually have an unopened one for our next partnership, and that is Stoney's Beer. Can you see it? There you go. Why settle for the run-of-the-mill mass-produced beer when you can have the best? Upgrade your beer game and raise your standards and taste the difference that Stoney's Beer can delivers, and it delivers. It delivered after that Steelers loss made things a little bit better. But, hey, we have a really, really special guest. She's a friend of the show now. This will be her second time on, and that is the one and only Hannah Mears, a girl who is Killing it in the Pittsburgh sports scene, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. What, what, what else? What you know? You have a laundry list of stuff that you do. So uh, we appreciate you finding some time to join us. How are you? I'm so good. Yeah, life's been good. Football season was crazier than expected in a really good way. I had a ton of work with the Big Ten, which was a big blessing this year as well. So it's it's been a lot, and I was just with my friends at KDK last night as well. So it's been fun here in Pittsburgh, and now we're wedding planning on top of all of this. Congratulations. I see the ring. Hold up, hold up the ring. Hold up the ring for our viewers. I've seen that. Oh, goodness. There you go. I said yes. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. That's awesome. And uh, we were talking off air a little bit. You know, your uh, fiance was a great wrestler and doing a lot of good stuff over there uh, for the pit wrestling wrestling. All you Pittsburgh people, go support pit wrestling. They actually had the biggest crowd ever inside of the fits the other night for the I love it there that place is just so nostalgic every time I go in there it's just like that arcade feel and you know it's great yeah yeah pit wrestling support it's fun 
Definitely. We support all things Pittsburgh here on the sick podcast, Steeler crazy. So we kind of, you know, talked about it. We wanted to wait until after the Mike Tomlin press conference. And, you know, it, it's so early in the off season. I, I, I didn't expect him to come out and really just like say, hey, we're going to do this. We're hiring this offensive coordinator. This is going to be QB one. But what really spoke to me, and I think that we kind of disagree on this, so I think this will be a good topic, and I'm just going to jump right into it, is, you know, Kenny Pickett is listed as number one on the depth chart, even with Mason Rudolph, you know, the the, the four-game resume that he put up. Um, you got to ride the hot hand, as always. I understand that. Um, but I just want to get your take. I'll, I, I want to hear your take first, and then I'll give mine about what is the expectation for Kenny Pickett going into the 2024 season? Nothing short of perfection, honestly. It seems like when Mike Tomlin, and that's why I felt it was so important to listen to that press conference before we came and talked, because mm -hmm. I knew he was going to be vague in his Mike Tomlin way. And as most coaches are, especially at this point in the season where they're just conducting exit interviews, they have no idea what the future holds either. But he said this is going to be, and emphasize the word, huge year for Kenny, which means to me, this is a make or break year for Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It almost seemed to me that this is your last chance. You are going to have to compete for your spot. And Mike Tomlin did make that clear and also said they will be looking both in and out of the organization and whether that's in the NFL or in the draft prospect or through free agency at different quarterbacks to come compete with Kenny. But he knows what he has in Kenny Pickett and what he can be as a leader. Um, he seems to still be confident in the type of player Kenny Pickett is. But to me, this is make or break for Kenny Pickett. And I think he and the Steelers were both very transparent about that. I wasn't in the exit interviews. I can't say that for certain. But just mm -hmm. based off of the way Mike Tomlin emphasized this being a huge year for Kenny, and he knows that as well as they do, kind of told me that, hey, if you do win this job, you have to get us to the playoffs and possibly more, or else we might have to look elsewhere because this is the standard we're setting this year offensively. Yeah, and I somewhat do agree with that, but this is what I'll say, you know, and, and I'll first and foremost just clear the air. I covered Kenny Pickett all throughout his mm -hmm. college career, uh, met him numerous times. The, the, the whole character thing, I, I knew that was, you know, BS from the jump because Kenny Pickett is a great guy. Um and he wants to win. He's a great leader, a great guy in the locker room, you know, from the players that we had on the show and the guys that I talked to there. That, that's that's number one. Like, let's just get that out of the way. But this is what I'll say. And this is what everyone says. The NFL is a, a results driven business. We are mm -hmm. talking strictly on the field. I I love Pitt. I live and breathe. I, I bleed blue. Uh, blue and gold when I'm not bleeding black and gold. So, you know, to all the pit people watching this, bear with me. Let me say this. I want Kenny Pickett to succeed more than anything. Like it was like a dream when I never would have thought in a million years that a pit quarterback would be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So before I go on a tangent, just wanted to get that out of the way, but this is what I'll say. I personally think that Kenny Pickett, after watching him, uh, you know, enough football that I watch, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think he has NFL talent. I, I think that he could possibly be a backup, but he's not someone that's going to win you a championship. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about, oh, the two-minute this, the two-minute that. That's great. I'm, he put them in those positions. So it was either like you're going to have to – 
show up or you're or, or you guys are going to lose the game and and I just you know I hope that you know he does prove me wrong but right now I mean I, I'm I'm out and I was the biggest advocate for Kenny Pickett but I have to be you know realistic on what I'm seeing on the field and seeing Mason Rudolph in the pocket and just the comfortability just in that that those four games and I'm not saying Mason Rudolph's answer I personally think they should go there the Steelers are a quarterback away from a Super Bowl in my eyes you go get a guy like Kirk Cousins you go get one of these they have the defense highest paid defense in the NFL you fix you get a center that can snap the ball correctly love you Mason Cole but again we're talking strictly on the field you have the one-two punch with Najee and Jalen Warren you have everything there to be world champions but the most important as you know hannah the most important position not just in football and all of sport is the quarterback so if you don't have the intangibles to get it done i mean prove me wrong i hope that i i want not i would love to throw on my kenny pickett jersey and be like let's do this let's win a world champion i don't see it happening hey i'm i'm with you on this i didn't say that kenny pickett being the starting quarterback was what i would be thrilled about either because i was just on board with everybody else wanting it to be Mason Rudolph at some point to change things up. Mm -hmm. I personally think that the Steelers though, it's their financially. It's the smartest thing to have him around and and have the competition. So a, you have to think money because this league also comes down to money. Will mm-hmm. they get Kirk Cousins at the at the price he might be worth? And before you even know if he fits into that system to be determined, that also would be and here's what here's what I think ultimately the Steelers need to do things differently this year offensively. Everything that you typically wouldn't normally do or that would make you uncomfortable because of how the Steelers have operated, do that. Do the exact opposite of what you've done because I think I like that's that. what they need this year. And so going to get a guy like Kirk Cousins would seem to be a little bit different because Kirk is a starter somewhere. So when you're bringing him in, you're almost telling Kenny, hey, you can compete, but truthfully, we know this, this could be our guy. Um, but I, I do believe that the Steelers are going to give Kenny a fair competition. I also have a little bit of belief that I'd like to see Kenny Pickett under a new offensive leadership. Yeah. I think truthfully, all of us felt as though Matt Canada should have been let go before the season even started. That was just something that was going downhill fast. Um, so I would like to see him under new leadership. Something that Coach Tomlin also emphasized, which I thought was interesting, and I was hoping that he would say, because if I was a reporter in that room today, this is what I would have asked. How important is that offensive coordinator mm-hmm. assessing the quarterback position and enhancing their development important in hiring in that role? And he emphasized that that was important. The person who's going to be brought in will be someone that understands how to evaluate a quarterback. I think that more than anything is an issue for the Steelers, not just the quarterbacks that they're bringing in and the talent that they have, but properly assessing a quarterback throughout training camp because the way Mason Rudolph played, it's very hard for me to believe that he didn't beat out Mitch Trubisky at times from what coaches were evaluating. So to me, that's a concern. I also believe that's why Mike Tomlin is searching outside of the organization for a coordinator because he does not believe that the staff he has in hand is probably the best equipped to assess the quarterback position. So again, these are just assumptions and things that I'm hearing, but things as a fan, I would be excited about is that new offensive coordinator you are bringing in. They better be well-equipped, bring in a totally different type of Mm -hmm. look. He said, we need to score points. He's going to be looking at somebody who can help them do that. And like you said, utilize the assets you have. The reason I predicted the Steelers to do so well this past season, and I know it didn't pan out perfectly was because on paper, they have a ton of skill. They have Pre-season, preseason champs. 
Yeah, they have, but they have so many athletes that um, you see when they're utilized properly, the offensive line being one of them, um, mm -hmm. how good they can be and how explosive the run can be. It's rare for teams to have two really solid running backs they can rely on. And um, having George Pickens, the crazy athlete that he is, and I also think you need to be mindful of what your team wants and your players want and who they want throwing them the ball. And Deontay Johnson was very vocal about wanting Mason Rudolph yeah, to be that guy. I was surprised by that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so internally, I think there's just a lot of things that need to happen from a respect standpoint, the attitude, the efforts, who's doing what and where, um, because I do think that's a big concern, having one of your players not want a certain person to throw them the ball and being vocal about that is interesting. Yeah, and I really think the biggest thing is too, and I know Mike Tomlin's a great leader, um, they really need to get on the same page in that locker room. It just seemed like there was too many personalities. And at the end of the day, you got to get everyone together. I know it's hard, you know, getting guys that are making millions of dollars, you know, grown men like to really, you know, lock in. But I think that that's what really makes a good football team. I think that having a healthy locker room, um, translates onto winning on the field. And I think that it was very, I don't even know the word or the adjective to describe the, you know, the Steelers this season. I, I would just there was say a lot of tension. there seemed like yeah, there was underlying tension. Every interview seemed to be, there was an underlying thing. Somebody was not mm -hmm. saying, but trying to say Deontay Johnson was honestly, I was surprised from a PR's perspective. Sometimes they let him even take questions because of what yeah. he was saying and being open about Najee Harris even said it too. In his last interview. After yeah. The I was seeing that. Yeah, essentially talking all about, hey, I'm not saying it's the coaches or anything, but there needs to be discipline and structure. And he came from Nick Saban's Alabama, and that's yeah. just saying how much structure and discipline a college program had. I, I think that's why bringing in the coordinator you do will have a lot of expectations. I think when you let go and had all of those changes happen midseason, you saw then the personality shift of why should we respect any of these people who shouldn't by any means be in these positions to begin with? Yeah, and I think back to, uh, you know, the quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky, I think that the reason the Steelers, you know, wanted him to be the backup is because he was the highest paid backup or something like that in the NFL. And I think that that's why he got that role. I don't think it was based off of what they saw in training camp. I think it was based off of what they were but paying. Again, quarterback evaluation and assessment, you might not have been in that position had you yes. evaluated Mitch Trubisky properly. There was a reason you had to pay him a lot of money and other teams chose not to um, because somebody was clearly evaluating that quarterback position better than your staff was. So I do, I do appreciate Mike Tomlin coming out and saying, it almost seemed like he said, hey, I'm not perfect and I need some help and change in these areas. And I, I'm confident that that will happen this year. Yeah. All right, let's switch sides a little bit and talk about this Steelers secondary. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of injuries on defense. You know, TJ Watts battling. He's still, you know, the best player on the planet, uh, Mike Tomlin says, and I, I think we all can agree with that. Um, but with that being said, the secondary is something that really, really Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson did show spurts of what he can do, but it was just like those I honestly think in Buffalo, like when they went down 21, nothing, I feel, and I got, you know, people are like, Oh, Mason Rudolph, throw the intercept. Like I get that. Like people, quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Let's just get that out there. Like Patrick Mahomes throws interceptions. Like it's Josh it's, Allen throws, Josh Allen throws <laughs> intercept. Exactly. So it's like, I hate that the, when a quarterback will flow through 300 yards and then they'll be like, Oh, but he had one interception and it costs them. Okay. It, it could, it could have been, you know, the other way around, but people just anyways, 
Um, what I'm saying is I think that they really need to look into the draft. You have Joey Porter Jr. He was he was absolutely amazing. And I think that he really can be a guy that they lean on and turn into a, you know, a leader the, you know, the more that he's on the field. Uh, you have Minka Fitzpatrick. We did, you know, Cam, the heart and soul of this team is Cam Hayward going to be back. Um, you have Larry Gove and Joby under contract. So they do have these guys. The problem is they just have to stay healthy. And I just think that the secondary is on the other side of the ball. That is what they are going to have to focus on in free agency in the draft because I think that they are lacking consistency there. Yeah, and I think that was a huge concern last year, right? And that's why they got Joey Porter Jr. And that was one of the big focal points coming into the season. I think the offense is definitely still, in my opinion, the bigger concern because there were a ton of games that the only reason the Steelers had the record they did and got to where they were was because of how well the defense performed. And now here's the thing that I'm hopeful about in the secondary Joey Porter Jr. has proved that he can cover the top receivers in the NFL and that he wants to cover the best in the NFL. He chose to cover and wanted to cover guys like DK Metcalf, who, you know, they'll look a lot bigger than anybody that's covering them, but specifically Joey Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the height difference was there. The size difference was there, but he got a ton of valuable experience. So now that you have that guy, you have your guy that you can build around, you build around him. And I think that makes it easier this year. So yes, I agree. The secondary is an issue. But I think it's an easier fix this year than it was in the past, especially because you do have a guy like Patrick Peterson, who's still there and reliable at times, yeah. reliable enough. So yeah, he, not- he showed spurts, and I'm sure he's a great locker room guy. And I know we keep going and back. There were, times, That's a big there, thing. were times, there were times players had talked about the valuable insight he provided them in the locker room. And I think that's part why he was brought in is because the Steelers last year knew the amount of young guys they were transitioning, and they strategically placed veterans in those positions around them to help in those situations. And I think that's why you saw the development of Joey Porter Jr. go as well as it did. So I think there's a lot of promise there. It's not as concerning to me as it was last year, because I do think there's at least a piece or two to build around. You're not looking for the guy. You might have the guy. Now you need the second and the third um, to back him up. I also think the inside linebacker position, there's got to be someone young there, someone you can keep healthy. We've seen that being a glaring issue. Cam Hayward, we saw that he wasn't even on the field the first few plays of the game in the playoffs. And who knows how he's feeling or what he's doing. So I think developing somebody behind him is really essential this year. Unfortunately, TJ Watt, Tomlin did say if they were probably playing this week, TJ Watt would have been healthy. I think that was just unfortunate. But for most of the season, he was healthy, and and that was great to see. So um, injuries are going to happen. They're hard to predict. But, I I mean, the Steelers' defense is – it's definitely not my my biggest concern. I always think there's people you need to develop and constantly be developing behind. But the bigger focus should be on the offense this year. I agree. And uh, let's just take a quick break and uh, shout out another one of our great partnerships over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I know the Steelers are out of the playoffs, but you can put some money in your pocket. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings. Use our code 6SPORTS to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And all you need is $5. And that's on any NFL bet. You know, you got these guys putting some money in their pocket, you know, already saving up for next Christmas. Thanks to DraftKings. So make sure you use our code six sports and head over to DraftKings.com, Download the app 
and make yourself some money. So before we get you out of here, uh, again, as always, um, just really appreciate the time with you. I know our viewers always uh, love having someone on like you who's just absolutely killing it in the Pittsburgh sports scene, not just with the Steelers okay. as well yeah. as is the Pirates. Um, I actually planned on coming to Pirates Fest. I was going to bring my daughter and it everything. It was a great time. It was, well, they don't, I live like on a no outlet. So like, we they didn't get my it was literally right when we were about to leave that's when like the snowstorm happened so i was like uh you know but yeah that i'm sure that i was always a good time i know pirates fest i've been going there since i was younger so i'm really excited for this pirate season i know it's a Steeler podcast but if we're going to talk about the pirates we have hannah mirrors mm -hmm. on so anyways <laughs> yeah um what what i wanted the my last question to you before i let you go is what are your expectations going into the season? Not, you know, specifically for the quarterback, but the team as a whole. What would you say, say this time next year, what would be a success for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And I'll say mine. I, well, I, this year for me, it was just to win a playoff game. They went to the playoffs. They didn't do it. So for me now, they have to go deeper in the playoffs for it to be a success because mm -hmm. winning one playoff game at this point, it, to me, it's like that That was for this year. Now it's like, okay, we're back to winning a world champion. But, you know, so yeah. you tell me. First and foremost, it's finding your quarterback. I do think that this year we still knew Kenny was going to be young. And I think a lot of people lacked hope because of the Matt Canada situation. So I think first and foremost, it's figuring out is Kenny the guy? Is he not the guy? And if he's not, we need to move on. So I think having a clear picture, clearer picture of that would be nice um, because I think a lot of people also would want to see Kenny under a great quarterback competition, but also great, a different type of offensive leadership and offensive mm -hmm. scheme. Um, scoring, I think the Steelers need to be a top 10 scoring team next year to be really competitive. I think that's where the league is trending. So if we're talking about the Steelers and wanting to see success, A, find your quarterback, B, put up points. Because the last few weeks of the season, when the Steelers and Mason Rudolph are averaging 24 and a half points, they're right up there with the best of them in the league at putting points on the board. So I think that's important, especially when you're playing in in the AFC and in, in the AFC North where you're playing against some stronger defenses, you need to be have the ability to put up points and then trust your defense. So those are two things I'd really like to see. And then a broader scheme. I'd like to see them be competing for um, that AFC championship. I think that's the next step that they need to take because I think they're very capable of that. That starts with winning a playoff game though. So we're not going to yeah. jump too far ahead, and but I'd love to see them contending. I would, especially when, you look across the board and see the teams in it right now. It's why not Pittsburgh? Yeah. That's I think that that's the most frustrating thing for Steeler fans right now is that the AFC was wide open this year. Mm -hmm. I yes. mean, we've seen I know, I know Lamar Jackson, this and that. You've seen the Chiefs are struggling. Could this be the Bills year? I don't know. I think Josh Allen's going to throw uh, four interceptions this weekend. I, I just I don't understand the whole Bills franchise. I don't understand how you can. Jim Kelly, great quarterback, will take it back. But going to the Super Bowl four times, I think that they're just one of those franchises that they're just someone like, you know, broke glass or, you know, split the um, walking down the sidewalk, split the telephone pole. And it's yeah. just been bad luck since. I don't really know, but it's just it's baffling to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think going to the AFC championship and, uh, you know, competing for a world championship, I think we're the Steelers. I mean, it, you can't see it, but I have like all the Lombardi trophies, like pitcher mm -hmm. here. And I just look at that and I'm like, man, I'm like, 
we gotta we gotta add some more of those. So, but see, that's Hopefully. also the thing. And I, I listen to national media and I laugh because when you're in Pittsburgh, you're expected to win. There yeah. is a history of championships and there are high expectations. And I think that's great because that is a mm -hmm. standard that's been set by the Steelers. They're always in the picture. But as a fan, I think that's why we're also hypercritical of things happening because we expect to win. And yeah. a lot of fan bases would be extremely thrilled. Oh my gosh. Did. So we have to appreciate in hindsight, the small things and the victories and not having losing seasons and not being in a position where the Browns are with Deshaun Watson, for example, yeah. and that quarterback mess. And there's teams across the board you could say that about. So Steeler fans, at least be appreciative that we're here and we're maybe one or two puzzle pieces away, though they may be big, um, but from competing truthfully in a Super Bowl. So, yeah, we're spoiled, no doubt about it. But <laughs> like I said, I mean, I think that and that goes with, with the quarterback competition. And uh, we'll, we'll tell everyone where they can find you in a minute. But it, it, the thing is, is like you want is a, is a professional athlete. You want someone to push you to be the best that you could be really at any aspect in life, but especially at the professional level that they're playing at. And I think that bringing in a guy or bringing back Mason is only going to help. Kenny Pickett is only going to help these guys, a friendly competition. There's all one goal is the team is to win a championship. It's a team sport. So well, that's going to be interesting too, the Mason Rudolph situation, because I think the Steelers and Mike Tomlin said it, we'd love to have him. And I yeah. know they want him competing with Kenny, especially because I feel like he waited and waited. And when you have a guy that is that prepared for the moment with the, as much adversity as Mason Rudolph went through, both like personally with the fans and professionally with the team, mm -hmm. um, I think he deserves that spot. But I think he the does. Steelers also know he looked good enough to be shopped around this year and actually mm -hmm. get value going somewhere else. So I don't know if Mason Rudolph's case, if he's if he uh, wants to stay in Pittsburgh. And I think he was fighting for a chance to be somewhere else. Yeah, I think you got to look at it, though, this way, is that I think he has a better shot in Pittsburgh to become a starting quarterback because he yeah, might absolutely. go somewhere else and be like, hey, we'll pay you this, but you're going to be a backup to so-and-so. And he'll be like, well, I want a chance to compete for a starting position. If he stays here in Pittsburgh, he knows the system. He put in his time. He knows the guys in the locker room. I mean, I'm rooting for Mason Rudolph. I'm not rooting against Kenny Pickett. Hey, may the best man win, but I just want I just want to see some touchdowns and some 40-point games and some blowouts. Is that too much to ask? I'm not saying every week, but right? come on. I want to watch a steel game. But if you're Mason, I understand where you're coming from. But if you're Mason Rudolph and you just got your team to the playoffs, yeah, and saved a season, and literally the a few days after that happens, you're already taken down from the QB one spot, and they're saying Kenny's going to start again. Do you yeah. feel comfortable about your chance at QB one? I'm not so sure. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's interesting. There's because I, I see your side of it. I completely would agree with you. But I think there's yeah. another side of it too, where if I'm him saying, well, wait mm -hmm. a second, why aren't I QB1? I won, I helped our team be more successful than this guy did. And yeah. immediately I'm taken down from that rank. I don't know. This is just, like I said, that there's been a lot of crazy times in Steeler land. And I must say this mm -hmm. off season is going to be a New York times bestseller. I said that before, and I'll, I'll probably say it until we get some answers and some decisions, but Hey, as always, Hannah, thank you uh, for coming on this stick podcast, Steeler crazy. Go ahead and tell everyone uh, what you're working on, what you have coming up. We know baseball season's coming up, but just talk about, you know, some of the things and where our viewers can find you. 
Yeah, the pirate stuff. I'm sure I'll be active on there, going to different types of things, covering stuff for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So follow their socials. Um, you can follow my socials at Mears Hannah on Instagram and Twitter, covering some wrestling this year at some point for the Big Ten. That'll be exciting. So follow the Big Ten Network. Um, my coverage is on there as well. And as always, KDK Plus, KDK TV. Um, do some of the nightly sports call as well for more of my hot takes and opinions and all things Pittsburgh. But yeah, everywhere in Pittsburgh, I'll be here. I'll be popping up and always excited and thankful to come on and talk to you yeah. as well. So thanks for when, having me. When do you find time to sleep? Do you just, are you like a power <laughs> nap person? Love a good nap. I'm a good napper. It's one of my biggest skill sets um, is, is being able to nap when I can. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, well, as always, we appreciate you and we'll definitely have you back on and uh, keep doing what you do. We love to see it. Pittsburgh proud. And this has Thank been another you. episode of the sick podcast, Steeler crazy, the one and only Hannah Mears. I'm Jordan York for Mike Nicastro in North Carolina. Take it away. We'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.